Welcome to Shenanigans at Shady Pines, a show where two 90s babies, who are a little too obsessed with the Golden Girls, sit down, episode by episode, to dissect the show. We'll answer the question, why is this show still a hit 40 years later? Hi, I'm Jenna. And I'm Caroline. And this is Shenanigans at Shady Pines. In this episode, we'll be discussing Season 2, Episode 11, Twas the Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh. I know, I know. Dark. Yeah, I'm kidding. um, It's a shame, though, that we're only recording this now, like a few weeks after Christmas. I know. If only, if only. Yep. There's still hope, though. How many Christmas episodes are there of the Golden Girls? Well, there's seven seasons, but I think there's only, like, three. That's what I'm thinking, too, because there's the one where they do the, get each, um, they, they do Secret Santa. Kitchen. Yeah, that one. The, that's the one with Stan. Yeah. But, yeah, this was the very first Christmas episode of the whole series, mm-hmm. so it should be fun to talk about. Yes. All right. So let's do some on Golden Girls before we actually talk about the episode. Well, before we do, I do want to say happy birthday to Betty White because it is her birthday, the day that we're recording this. Oh my gosh, it is. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Betty. Yes. Oh man. Yes. All right. This one's for you, Betty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So the description of this episode is... The girls all plan to visit their respective families for Christmas, but their plans are ruined when they are held hostage by a man dressed as Santa Claus at the Grief Counseling Center. But the thing about it is, it's not even (laughs) the main part. Like, I don't know. What is this episode, though? This episode was a, like a big box of like different things thrown into it (laughs) let's like have this go on let's address the like commercialness of christmas let's talk about how people are alone on the holidays let's talk about like it was a lot a lot so i don't think any description really could have um fully explained what this episode was yeah whatever yeah Um, whatever so, the guest stars in this episode were Terry Kaiser as Santa Claus, Craig Richard Nelson as Thurber, okay, Teddy Wilson <laughs> as Albert, Sam Anderson as Meyer, Buddy Daniels Friedman as Airport Men- Mendicant. Mendicant? Okay, um, so the episode aired, oh, it aired right before Christmas, December 20th, well, 1986. Okay. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Good for Just them. a fair warning for our viewers, or not viewers, because you can't view us, our yeah. listeners. I'm very sassy today. That's okay. I'm just giving them a warning because I don't know if they've seen this side of me. I, they can't see me. I don't know if they've, they've never heard, heard this side this of you. side of me. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, you are being sassy today, but that's I okay. Am. We kind of need that energy. Okay. On this day, Anoop Dessa was born, and he was on American Idol Season 8. Oh, cool. If you didn't know him. Um, I didn't. I'm going to be honest. On this day, there was a lot. There was not a lot to choose from. Um, so, <laughs> he was born this day, and then two songs that were popular 
was Notorious by Duran Duran, um, which we listened to. And that was I'm gonna be a honest, delight. That was one of my favorite songs I've heard yet come out of this yes. podcast. I mean, a real treat. That was great. It it was fun. I had so much fun listening to it. I'm going to listen to it when we're done with this, if I remember. Me too. I'm going to try my best. Yes. And then um, the other song I wanted to talk about was by the House Martins. And it was Caravan of Love. And I feel like this these two songs, listening to them back to back, you'd be like, were these both what? really popular at the time? <laughs> at the same I- time? Because... I feel like Caravan of Love was, like, really, like, 50s. Like I thought the same thing. Yeah, like, back to... I it, You know what it took me back to? You're going to laugh at this, but it took me back to um, Dreamgirls oh. when um, that white group stole that <gasps> song, Cadillac. Oh. Got me a Cadillac, Cadillac, yes. Cadillac, trash. Yes, that's exactly what it reminded me of. Oh, that's hilarious. I did not, what a specific reference, but I totally understand. Yes, that's what it reminded See, me of. My thought was, is that the um, Notorious song was more for young people, and maybe Caravan of Love was for the older crowd, like okay. the adults, or okay. older adults. I'm just guessing, though. I was not there. so (laughs) i could be totally wrong yeah maybe so who knows okay so i loved some of the fun facts of this um episode from imdb um the first one was um okay near the end of the episode the girls are in a diner and um the exterior shot before is um Mm. a shot of the roadside diner which is a real real place Okay. And as of 2012, it was still in business. Oh. Um, it's in New Jersey. Oh. Um, and it's been the, the location for several movies over the years. Oh, so I guess it's like a, um, like an actual, like, I guess that's what they're known for is, hey, I, you people film movies here. Yeah. It's, something about it must be really good for filming. I mean, it looks like a very traditional diner. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And this is this is a good one. You might know this. I've I did know this one before, but I know you don't watch I know you don't watch the bloopers, so okay, I will read it. Unbeknownst to the actresses, several members of the prop department took pictures of themselves in exaggerated erotic nude or semi nude poses <gasps> and put them together in the calendar prop, the prop calendar that they used called the Men of Blanche's Boudoir. I had heard this. Yes. I've heard this rumor, and that is amazing. Yeah. Have you ever seen the clip? Because maybe, the first, maybe. The first time they showed it to them, it was so funny. They had to stop. Like, it says here they had to stop filming, like, because it was so funny. They could not stop laughing. Oh, like, my gosh. It was, and apparently, this is more from the fact, afterwards, each woman received her own copy of the calendar signed by the prop department, and apparently, Rue McClanahan's copy was auctioned after she died, and it sold for over $4,000. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Right? I thought that was amazing. A good touch. That's amazing. That reminds me of that Friends episode. Um, shoot. I can't even remember what it is. Something similar happened in Friends and they put 
Joey or Ross's picture on it, or you know the real actors pictures on that's it. that's hilarious that's yeah. the second time because i was also thinking this episode reminds me of friends because um like the very first thanksgiving episode of friends they all mm. want to be in their own different place for thanksgiving mm. like rachel yeah. wants to be skiing you know yeah, yeah and yeah. um then they all have to be at thanksgiving together yeah it oh, turns out really nice yeah that's very true but um, this was first yeah. just to I, put it out there yeah, let's get into this because I love, I do, I really want to talk about the the homemade gifts that were made. All right, so the episode starts out on a very strong note. Um, like, <laughs> um, it's an empty house and who should run in except Blanche, oh who is gosh. coming in with, um, a Santa Ooh. and, um, immediately she calls him ed and immediately my first thought was in the frida claxton episode we um saw the (gasps) town commissioner his name was ed oh my gosh stop but i don't think it was the same ed like well let's pretend it is i don't want to pretend it is because i want to count him as a separate man Oh, or okay, stand by fine. your man. Well, yeah. Okay, fine. So funny. I Blanche must really have a thing for. I feel like I hear her say the word Ed a lot. Yeah, maybe we should have an Ed tally. Oh yes. So I know <laughs> two as of now. That's funny. And she says, "Now it's to find. It's time to find out who's naughty or nice." And they like oh run gosh. off. It's really fun. But that was such <laughs> a good setup for when the girls come back because. You know, they have the whole house to themselves so they can run around and, you know, do their thing. Yeah. (laughs) Like Rose and Dorothy come in and do you like Christmas shopping? Um, I feel like I was not born in the right generation. And I feel like if I was born in the generation where you had to actively go out and find something Mm. for somebody, yes. Mm -hmm. But the fact that we, you know, I don't know. I do and I don't. I love Christmas shopping for the girls. That is so fun. I -hmm. love Christmas shopping for you. I love Christmas shopping for Sam. Yeah. I feel like people, it's really hard for me for people who already have everything. Like my Mm mother-in-law is so hard to shop for. But like, you're easy. The girls obviously are easy. They're little kids sam's pretty easy but it's and it's hard online because i feel like there's not more pressure on it but there's the whole internet out there yeah and it's hard to kind of know exactly what to get but i feel like if you were just out shopping looking around it might be easier you're like oh yeah like this oh they would like that i mean i guess you could still do that i just don't yeah, it's hard. I I'm like in the middle too. Yeah. Um, Rose and Dorothy are on opposite ends of the spectrum. Where Rose <laughs> yes. is like, "Yes, I love Christmas shopping, like getting into the holiday spirit," and Dorothy hates it. And Dorothy complains um about like how Christmas has gotten really commercial mm-hmm. and it's really hard. And I honestly like related to Dorothy a lot, like. And it's always so funny when I do, because, like, I used to so not relate to Dorothy. I know. I feel like the older we get, the more we're like, yes, "Yes, Dorothy, yes. Yes. And 
it wasn't so much about the commercialization of Christmas, which, like, I agree with, but when she was just talking about how, like, you know, you feel like you need to go into debt because of Christmas, and it's just so much pressure, and it's just, it's, it's overwhelming, and, and I, yeah, overwhelming is a good word for it. Yeah. Yeah, especially, like, now that we're both married and have, like, I have kids now and you have your dogs and it's like, who do you draw the line at to not yeah, get yeah, yeah. this for? Well, when you get married, your family, like, usually gets, like, it doubles. So yeah. You, you gotta yeah. think about more people and it's yeah. just more planning, especially. Yeah. When you, like, with you, with your kids, you gotta, you gotta really plan ahead. You really do. Um, but they're really feeling else. the pressure of it. Yeah. Oh, um, when when Dorothy and Rose walked in, did you see the size of the Christmas wreath on the door? No. I had never noticed it before. But oh my it gosh, is I'm going to go back and watch it. So all of this Merry Christmas uh, gift talk is cut. Like the tension is cut. Um, but... <laughs> Because Blanche runs out wearing the Santa's beard oh and is gosh. like, catch me, catch me, catch me. And <laughs> that is no, hysterical. No reaction is better than Rose scolding the Santa. Yes. She's so genuine. She, she says, is. She says, like, a Santa is never off duty. <laughs> and... And I love when she says, the only thing that should be on your mind is giving people what they want for Christmas. Oh my gosh. And Dorothy says, he was trying to, Rose. I saw Blanche's list. No kidding. (laughs) And the one, my favorite line of this scene probably is when she says, what would Mrs. Claus say? And the audience does not laugh. I know. Why don't they um, laugh? That's pretty, I thought it was funny. I think they laugh because Dorothy like makes a joke about like Ed's wife. Mm-hmm. I don't remember her last name, but mm-hmm. Dorothy oh, makes yeah. a joke for that. So they're probably waiting for that joke. Okay. Rude. I like that joke better. Me too. What would Mrs. Claus say? Just because it's so rose and it yeah. is so innocent. Um, and we learn a fun tidbit about Blanche, and this kind of goes on for like a minute or two, which is oh, a lot of her, time for a show. Her love for Santa Clauses. Oh yeah, she goes on one of your favorite things on one of her spirals. I know how you love those spirals. I do love those spirals. They're one of my favorite things. Apparently, no, one of my favorite <laughs> things. Um, she just keeps going on and on and on about, like, head to toe what she finds sexually appealing about a Santa Claus. I know. It's it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, so, almost everybody's home. And then Sophia comes home. And she, her thing is, she talks about Christmas shopping. And her deal is she can't believe how much things cost. Mm. But then it turns out she's using Dorothy's money. I know. I hate that. Me I t- hate that she uses Dorothy's money. It really bothers me, me. Me too. Me too. It's always a joke, but it's like my least favorite. Yeah, I don't, I don't not, like when she does that. Yeah, it's not funny. Yeah. Especially knowing like how Dorothy, like how stressed she is about right. the money side of Christmas. It like really right. freaks me out. Well, not only um, the money side of Christmas, but the money side of anything. I mean, she's very frugal and watches, yeah. you know, her money and yeah. Yeah, um, 
and okay this is something else i want to talk about um so they get into all the gifts like like sophia talks about the gifts that she got for everybody Mm -hmm. and like the episode goes on a little bit and they talk about the gifts that they got for everybody and there there's a reason why they're so stressed out about like spending money they get some nice gifts for each other they really do a video recorder um two video recorders two video recorders that part's really good and like later maybe like the next scene i think um they mention how um someone got someone pearl earrings yeah yeah like rose got dorothy pearl earring maybe set a budget or like why don't and they end up doing this in a later season but they should just do secret santa Uh uh-huh yeah it's a great idea. All the people that have married into my husband's family always, always say, let's just do Secret Santa so we just have to buy something for one person <laughs> instead of literally, like, 20, 30 people. Yeah. That let's... would be so fun, though, because, like, you could get s- anybody. Yeah. Like, it's not like, like, I do Secret Santa with my, like, my small group of friends every year, and there's four of us, so we always know by the end who has who. Like, it's so easy to figure it out. That's true. But it would be so fun to do with, like, 20 people. Yeah. I thought so. We always, we always suggest it. And we get (laughs) shot down. It's okay. Um, so, the girls kind of keep talking about how, like, Christmas has really become all about the gifts, which is definitely, yeah. like, it's not a unique conversation, but, like, it's it's important to have. Um, and Rose suggests that they celebrate together in what she calls St. Olaf style. And, <laughs> which is, they exchange gifts that they've made for each other. Yeah, I love that. And, oh my gosh, to tie it back, I feel like since we've talked about Friends twice this episode, this reminds me of the Friends episode where Monica and Chandler have their anniversary and they decide to do gifts they've made for each other, but they both forget. And they both, like, like Monica doesn't do anything and then Chandler gives her an old mixtape that Janice made for him. I don't remember that episode, but I feel like I need to watch it ASAP because that sounds hysterical. It is. It's so funny because Monica feels so guilty about how she didn't get him anything. And he's oh like, like living off the benefit of that. But <laughs> the girls take a like a, a different spin on it, if you will. That's hysterical. Um, yeah, it is. Um, so the next scene, they're all at their own like little celebration and what a beautiful Christmas tree they have. Oh, yes. That it's very is, extra. I was going to say that thing is floofy. It really, it's a thick tree. It is. Um, it's got a lot of tinsel on it. Um, so they Pause. start giving. I really would like to, it's kind of interesting that we're doing this after Christmas, but. You don't have to pause, like, editing this. Um, I will not. I want to ask our viewers, do y'all put tinsel on your Christmas tree? Because oh, yeah. we grew up not, we didn't have tinsel on our Christmas tree, but Sam's mm-hmm. family always has tinsel on really? their Christmas tree. Yeah. And it's they really seem, pretty. They seem more traditional. Yeah. So I know, I know it's more of an older, it's an older thing, I think. Maybe. I think well, it is grandma if they used or I guess we can ask mother if they used they to. did they because did? yeah because um ma told me that she put grandma of course would put 
individual pieces oh, of tinsel yeah, out yeah, one yeah, at a yeah, time. Yeah. Oh and gosh. when she wasn't looking, they would just throw it on the tree. Stop. Oh my but gosh. grandma would do one piece of tinsel at a time. Um, our grandmother is very particular on how she likes things. I would say detail-oriented. There you go. De- very extremely detail-oriented. Yes. <laughs> um, so let's get into the gifts that the girls got each other. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Rose whittled Dorothy a wooden brooch in the shape of a turkey's head. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh wait, no. No, sorry. no, no, a, no. A maple syrup. No, I know I'm joking. Oh my I'm gosh. Joking. <laughs> I feel like I'm sassy now. Um it turns out it was a maple syrup spigot. I mean, who doesn't need a maple syrup spigot? That is a practical gift question. Yeah, what if she's in the in the forest and she needs maple syrup and she needs to get the sap? Ugh. That was so funny. So um, good. But, you know, she, she did whittle it from herself. From hand. That takes yeah. a long time. Whittling is very dangerous. I myself have injured myself whittling. Um, you have? I have a whittling injury. Yes. Yes, I, I do. My has a whittling injury. Does he have a whittling in- injury? I feel like oh we need gosh. to discuss this. I'll have to. Next time we all see each other, I'll introduce the topic and say, hey, um, put a finger down if you ever, <laughs> <laughs> if you ever had a whittling incident. <laughs> what happened when you whittled? Well, my whittling injury, um, I was in college, sophomore year. Yeah. And Sam just started getting into fish tanks. Oh, yes. I remember this phase. Yes, yes, yes. And so um, we were, you know... Um, making rocks <laughs> this sounds so stupid now that i'm saying this out loud but we he okay so he's a diy guy yeah. so he was doing a freshwater tank so he got all of this foam and we were gonna piece all of these pieces of foam together and put concrete on them to make like a giant rock to put in the um fish tank so i had a razor blade and I was whittling this foam, and I and I severely injured my thumb. Oh I, no! Did you have to was, go to the hospital? No, no, no. It was nothing like that. But I, I okay. probably could have, but it was fine. Yeah. yeah. So my Sam was whittling something for um his niece, and I don't even remember what it was anymore. But he was like, "I'm gonna learn how to whittle," and he's doing it with like a pocket knife, and he literally cut his finger open. He had to get like six stitches. Oh. Oh my gosh yeah i remember his sister sent me a picture of it uh, it was open no occasionally no, i'll be you. like looking through old pictures because i do that a lot and i'll just see it and i'll be like <gasps> oh no yeah he jacked up that finger you'll have to see the scar you can see the scar still well the fact that rose you know took the time and the yes. risk and the yes. risk <laughs> To whittle something for Dorothy just says a lot about her, you know. I know, I know. Dorothy. I wonder if she whittled <laughs> everybody one or just Dorothy specifically. Um, I bet she just did Dorothy. Yeah, love it. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Dorothy, you know, really does like her pancakes. Yeah, maybe that's why. Uh-huh. So sweet. 
Um, and then we get to Blanche's gift, which we talked about earlier in the episode, which was mm-hmm. the calendar of the man of Bla- oh. the men of Blanche's boudoir. And I am so obsessed with this idea. I I don't remember the exact first time I saw this episode, but I do remember this moment. Oh, you do. Of, I do remember this moment of her of that being her gift. And I was obsessed. I thought that was such a good idea. (laughs) And so thoughtful. I really, truly did. Oh my gosh. I wonder if she, like, brought them back to have, like, a photo shoot. Or if she kind of gathered her pictures throughout the year. I think she gathered her photos. I think those were her, like, memorabilia photos. And, Mm. yeah. Yeah. So this one probably took longer than Rose's whittling took. Yeah, longer than uh, a week. No, whittling takes a long time. She said it took her a week to do the spigot. Oh. Yeah. So, but Blanche's thing took the whole year. <laughs> but she wasn't planning on doing that with them. True, true. She kind of used her resources. Yeah. These Which calendars can be expensive. Oh, yeah. But good for her. <laughs> um. So... They kind of, you know, talk for a little while and reminisce about Christmas. And it's nothing really of substance. Um, yeah. And they almost go to bed and then they decide to sit and look at the Christmas tree a little longer. It's a really sweet moment. And Rose goes, she starts singing the first Noel. Yes. And she's getting into it. And all the girls are like about to sing. And then she just stops singing and just starts telling a St. Olaf story about an all chicken cast of a Christmas carol. Oh my gosh. Uh, That's one of my favorite parts because you see Dorothy and Blanche like starting to take a breath to start singing with her. And then they're like, and then they're like, oh. I vividly remember like absentmindedly quoting this to one of my friends because this is one of my favorite Rose lines. Um, I mentioned it in the Betty White special. Um, But I remember vividly quoting this to one of my friends and I always forgot the part about the all chicken cast, so I just set it up till, did I ever tell you? And my friend was like, tell me what? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, never mind. <laughs> but they all like immediately like are like, let's go to bed when they hear that Rose is starting to tell the story. Oh my gosh. And we still don't quite know where this episode is going plot no. wise. No, we don't. I mean, because the- usually like, like, one time when they did the gifts, like, it was the whole episode was about, you know, wasn't it? No, that was A lot of the episode was. Either. Yeah. I mean, we'll have, to, we'll have to really look into it when we yeah. watch those episodes. Because, I mean, yeah. I haven't really watched those episodes recently. Mm-hmm. Me either. But, like, they haven't established, like, like, they've established their feelings on Christmas. But, like, we have no idea where this episode is going. No, no, we don't. Like, I wonder what the TV guide said about it. Oh, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> um, so they go to Rose's work, which is the Grief Counseling Center, because she totally wasn't fired from that a while Episode ago. what, two? Uh, I don't remember. I think it was later in the season, but it was filmed earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but let's not even go there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so she... Is working at the counseling center and she's talking to this guy 
who has lost everything, like a bunch of different things. And recently he's really gotten into matches. So like that's going on. And the girls like interrupt Rose right in the middle of her session to be like, hey, we're here. Let's go. Yeah. (laughs) And Rose is like, hold on. Like, I'm almost done. I'll be here in a little bit. And like, I have so many questions about Rose's job. Like, is she in a session? Is she just pre-assessing them before they get to the doctor? Right. Because she's only talking to them for like a minute or two at a time. Well, it's almost like she's like ranking them or like, Mm. what is it? Um, Pre, like a pre. Prioritizing them. Yeah, maybe prioritizing or like, I don't know. It's definitely weird. Yeah. Um, I love the the um, the moment with B. Arthur because, like, you know, Rose asks them to sit down. They do, and Dorothy sits next to the guy who really likes matches, and just I love to watch B. Arthur's face because she, it's clear she knows that this guy is looking at her. Yeah, it's like that moment where, and we've all been there where we're like, do I look? Do I not look? Yes. Is this like a bad situation? Because it could be a bad situation. She's just like looking at him. Right. Or like not looking at him, but like looking at him, you know? Sam and was I just, cracking I just love up. B. Arthur. Yeah. Sam was funny. literally cracking up and I looked at him I'm like, oh my gosh, it's not that funny. But he was dying. <laughs> Had you seen this episode before? Um, I, I probably not. Oh my gosh, amazing. Yeah. And she just goes... Hello. <laughs> I know. Just the way she says hello is amazing. Hello. It's it's like with Milton. Yes, Milton was exactly. On the court. Exactly. Hello. <laughs> oh my and then he asks her for a match. And she gives him the match. I bet you're saying like the part where he lights the match and is just staring at it. Yes. He yes. is excited by fire. <laughs> um. Yes. So that's what's going on on Dorothy's side of the bench. And on Blanche's side of the bench... The guy next to her is telling her this terrible story about he he's an artist and he has no money and he burns his brushes to keep warm and oh it's so sad and and so she gives him money because she's nice and says Christmas did not own me and it turns out Rose like completely outs him and is like he's a pathological liar he Ooh. owns um a wide size shoe store franchise that's super successful oh my gosh. And, oh, oh, in between when those, with Dorothy and, and Blanche moments, Dorothy goes over to Rose to ask her, like, how much longer she'll be. And Rose literally, like, tells her. I like, know! Like, what that person's problem is. The person who she's talking to. Who she's counseling. I know. And it's like, uh, hello. Can you do that? Would you Hippa. feel safe? I know. Would you feel safe, like. Talking to somebody who, like, will tell their roommate all your problems when you're sitting right in front of her. Right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Crazy. so that's, that's happened. <laughs> um, But, interestingly enough, Rose is like, okay, bye, everybody. Like, I guess she referred all of them to the doctor that's going to come in in a few minutes. And um, she's going to leave all these patients in the waiting room, or whatever room this is. And Santa comes in. And can you believe, I never noticed this part, 
Rose is like, yay, Santa's here, everybody, look. And she says to Santa, good luck with these gloomy gusses. Oh, my gosh. She calls her clients at the grief center gloomy gusses. That is so bad. Right? Like, oh, my Lord. And, um, but that's not what we're supposed to remember. We're supposed to remember Santa has a gun. Yeah, yeah commercial break yeah <laughs> and it turns out the santa just really do we even learn his name no it's santa okay so <laughs> santa is an Wait. old client is Wait. it santa it's um it doesn't matter yeah it doesn't freaking matter because he's like only like a part of like three minutes of this episode right so he comes in, I mean, um, so, like, he just wants every, the reason he's holding them all at gunpoint is all because he wants people to share Christmas with. He comes to the grief center because it's a safe space for him because he used to, he used to have problems, you know, in the past. <laughs> <laughs> and... He's, like, gonna force them all to have Christmas together. And I'm not laughing at his no mental state it's just so bizarre um and rose kind of i think this moment for her is kind of a shining moment because she says you know what people don't owe you a nice holiday right like like i'm not gonna have fun here you're not gonna make me have fun and i don't know yeah i appreciate this part i appreciate that part for rose just because i mean yeah, you might be upset, you might be having a sad time, but don't take away other people's happiness so they slump down to your, not down to your level, but feel the same way you do. Be happy that they're happy. Like, if you can't find something happy, be happy that they're happy. Um, Yeah. And I'm not taking, like, anybody's sadness away because, you know, Christmas is not everybody's holiday, you know? Mm -mm. And... You know, you definitely have better holidays than others, but just taking other people's, you know, happiness, that's not, that's not the vibe we go for here. Yeah. Perhaps he could have gone to the grief counseling center for some counseling. Exactly. Or just to say, hey, I'm here. I'm lonely. Like, yeah. Like anybody else want to go to dinner or, you know, yeah. Yeah. Or even he could have like volunteered at a soup kitchen. Right. And like given back to people and spent the holiday with someone or. Right. I don't know. It is a hard time for everybody, but maybe this wasn't the healthy way to um, handle things. Right. And um, I love when Sophia comes in and, and just, like, snatches the gun from the guy. Not even being sneaky. She just takes it out of the Oh, hand. yeah. This is a toy! Well, she knew she wasn't stupid. She knew that wasn't a piece. No. Dorothy, you call yourself an Italian? You can't tell the difference between a, po- a toy and a real piece. <laughs> And Perfect. it's a sad moment because the Santa's like, I'm just a loser. <laughs> and Rose is like, you're not a loser. You just need some help. And that's yeah. cool. That's a nice thing to say, especially after he did something pretty scary, pretty right. drastic. Because um, he could definitely get into some legal trouble with that. Uh, for sure. Um, but the girls have planes to catch. So, like, they're not going to press charges, I guess. Um, that's a little terrifying, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess he is staying to get help from the grief counselor, right? 
Yeah, from like the doctor. Yeah, so maybe. So he's either like a psychologist or a psychiatrist. He's definitely a step up from Rose. <laughs> Hopefully so, anyway. I hope so. Yeah. He didn't, he, he wins in that he didn't call them all gloomy gusses. Oh my gosh. Lord. So we go from that scene to the airport and the girls are about to catch all their flights and what's crazy about it is this is a completely empty airport. Well, it completely is empty. No people travel, but they're but people have to travel. It's not even Christmas. Christmas. It might be like the day before Christmas. They never specify. No, it is Christmas. It is Christmas. Yeah. Oh well, that kind of makes sense, I guess, with it being okay. Okay, fine. So they're in this super empty airport on Christmas, and right before they um, board their flights. All the flights have been canceled. Because of the weather. Yeah. Sad. And that's pretty much all we get out of this scene, except for that man offering to sell Sophia a flower. (laughs) And she, like... trying to be nice and make her Christmas better. I know, and she chews him out. Yes, she does. I mean, she's not nice. It's not very nice. (laughs) No, it's not. Then we go to the next scene where, like, the girls go to the diner, um, and it turns out they kind of throw in that they also ran out of gas and they had to run in the in the rain or snow to to I guess not the snow the rain to get to the diner. They're and just um, a rough night, man. They really are. They're just it's not great. They all order coffee, and Blanche immediately dives into this Christmas Eve story that she has where she starts talking about how she met George on on Christmas Eve but then she tells the story of the Christmas Eve before which was super like fun and exciting and I think I counted like I counted like three men from that story (laughs) yes so funny um but I love the waiter Oh, yes. It he's makes me precious. sad that he's working by himself on Christmas Eve. I know. Eve. But just he's, working. Gotta, he's gotta make some money. Yeah, it's just sad that he's not working with anybody. I feel like being with someone would make it better. But I feel like that's what makes him an even better person is because he would rather, you know, Aww. his employees and his, you know, people that work for him, you know, be there for their families and he'd Aww. rather, you know... Yeah, he's I just love that, that good of a person. He's yeah. just that great. Yeah. Wow, that was nice. Yeah. Um, and I love how he gives them cheesecake without even knowing their history. Yeah, I know. I know. It's like, whoa, this guy gets it, doesn't he? He knows the vibe. He knows the vibe. He knows the vibe. <laughs> oh, um, and he kind of mentions how he's sad you know he can't spend time with his family he notices they're having a hard time too and i love this is i think we talked about this a few episodes ago about how he like assumes they're all family and just like the way they're laughing and carrying on and they kind of mention like you know i guess it just takes somebody from the outside to notice like how good you have it yeah such a good moment of just Get it together. Be grateful for what you have. I love it. And yes. um, they let him go home Are so he can crying? be with his. No, I'm not crying. 
I would never. They they let him go home so he can be with his family on Christmas and like I love the idea of them running a diner. I know. Now if you were him, would you have, you know, let some Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I was like that's pretty brave of him to, you know, um, Especially they ooh. immediately they immediately go back to like look for chocolate syrup and stuff. I know. I was like, it's a little soon. He hasn't even probably put on his coat yet. Like I know, but this was the eighties. Maybe things were a little more wholesome then. I guess so. Oh my gosh. Um, and the episode. Oh, 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 oh. Before they do that, I think this is my favorite part of the episode. They like all realize, you know, like all oh, they're together. They're with their like. Not family, family, but like their, their, um, what's it called? Your chosen family. Oh, yes. And, um, like they all say Merry Christmas to each other individually. Merry and they Christmas leave vote. Sophia out. <laughs> well, they do. I think they did that on purpose. So she could be the one that's like, I'm not participating in this. What are we, the Waltons? Yeah, I guess so. Merry Christmas, Rose. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, Blanche. <laughs> That's probably my favorite part of the episode. I do love how they how she calls them out. It's like, guys, like, stop. <laughs> and um, the episode ends on it's starting to snow, and Rose is like, yeah, let's let's play some Christmas music, and she plays Surfing USA by the Beach Boys. Da, 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 da. We're a little triggered by the Beach Boys. Yeah, I'm not. I do like the Beach Boys, but I, don't, I also not can't anymore. I can't listen to them anymore. Nope. They've been ruined. They've been ruined by an old workplace that played it way too much. Yes. Well, what a hodgepodge episode this was. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Before we get into it, let's do Stand By Your Man. Pause. with Not pause editing, but like pause. Mm -hmm. I need a clarification with the Stand By Your Man. Okay. And I, and I think I know the answer, but I just want to clarify our Stand By Your Man count. These okay. are men that Blanche has been with, but it doesn't have to be sexually, correct? Um, see, I go, I, my thought was sexually, but... I feel like we can assume a lot of times that things did go that way. Okay. Okay. I'm being very liberal in when she says she goes out with someone that something did happen. So I'll okay. count it because she makes it seem that way. Very true. Okay. Okay. That's just but, what I'm thinking. But then you're going to count all those guys, right? Oh, yes. So in this episode, when she goes out with all those guys on Christmas night, you think she has yes. fun with all of those men? I do. Okay. I really, I genuinely do think that. <laughs> I wouldn't put it Go past girl. Blanche. Especially what um, Dorothy said. Blanche, we could catch herpes from this, this story. This Especially true. because she talks about one. She said they had to pull over five times on the way to the event. Oh, Yeah. And then okay. the next guy, she danced with him at the bar, and then she mentioned another guy. Like, I think, I, I do think that that okay. happened. All right. So I have 
those three men in the story plus Ed slash Santa. Dag on, man. So, um, Foa. Foa. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll give you the totals at the end of the season. I just needed clarification. Yeah, I'm glad that we talked about that. It's important to talk about these kinds of things. I think so. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, so who would you... I have not thought about my lady of the evening. Who picks first, you or me? Me. Oh. Do we um, have to pick? <laughs> Just kidding. No, no, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think if anybody really stood out in this episode. I would probably say that um, my favorite was probably Sophia. Okay. Um, I love how she saved them all in the hostage situation. I um, I thought she had some really good one-liners. Mm-hmm. I don't like the money part, but other than that, I thought she was a good addition to this episode. Yeah, for sure. What about you? I think I'm gonna pick Rose. Ooh. And I never pick Rose, so this is a no. moment. Um, I'm gonna pick Rose because I love how she took the time and the effort to whittle that thing for Dorothy and she you know, did. she made the proposition to do St. Olaf style Christmas. Love yep. that. I love how mm-hmm. she spent Christmas Day. Um, working with um, people who were, you know, going through some things. I thought that was very admirable of her. That is. Wow. Um, I I just love how she took, she made sure that, you know, people still had the right, you know, mindset, I think. Yeah, um, you're right. You know, that is an excellent choice for Lady of the Evening. Thank you. Thank you. I really like that. She She was great. So, overall thoughts on the episode. What would you rank this episode? A five. Out of ten. A five? Yeah. Why? I just, it, I didn't like how it didn't have, like, a solid plot. And it wasn't, um, there, there wasn't a story. There kind of was. It was just very choppy. Yeah. I just wish there was one and it kept going. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with you there. I think there was a lot of great lines, great little moments, but like nothing tied it together. Yeah, yeah. I guess it was just kind of like, let's see the Golden Girls on Christmas. Right, yeah. And I don't know. Yeah, I think I'll give it like a, um, hmm, I'm going to also give it a five. Okay. There were some great moments, though. For I don't wanna, sure. No, I don't want to yeah. take that away. But just overall, not my favorite. I don't know if it's going to be my favorite Christmas episode. We will see about that. Oh, yes. I can't think of... I can't I can't think right now, no, so... That's okay. I don't know what I would say is my favorite Christmas episode. Um. Yeah, so next week is a very exciting week. It is. We are going to meet um, a pretty cool side character. Who is um, this? We are going to meet Angela because <gasps> yes. it is episode, uh, season two, episode 12, The Sisters. Yes. 
So we'll see Sophia and her sister. This will be another sister episode, so it should be pretty fun for us to discuss. I guess so. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. What are you going to pre-rank this? Ooh, I didn't even think about that. Mm, I'm going to be real with you. Okay. Angela episodes aren't always my favorite. That's okay. So I'm going to pre-rank it a six or seven. I'll say like a... I'll say like a seven. No, I'll say a six. No, I'll say a six point five. Okay. What are you gonna pre-rank it? I feel like you like. I'm guessing. I don't. You haven't said anything yet, but I feel like you like <clears throat> Angela episodes more than I do. I think I do too. So I'm gonna say okay. eight. Okay. 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 I guess we'll see how our feelings will change. All right. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. Okay. Goodbye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Shenanigans at Shady Pines. Be sure to catch our next episode. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any more episodes. Leave a review so more people can find us at Shady Pines. Be sure to check out our Instagram at Shenanigans at Shady Pines. All one word. Until next time. Thank you for being a friend. I don't know how you say that. I would say mendicant. Okay. Not mendican. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, it's my turn. <laughs> I was just going to wait. I wasn't going to be so sassy. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, okay. Dad, tell us. Take us back. Take us back. Does so, that help? <laughs> sure. I mean, you can keep this in. I don't care. She's dying. I'm sorry, I drank my water too aggressively. Don't do that. Apparently.